whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Sometimes, that is what I Look at me, Damien. <laughs> Sour people love you, though. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a type of one good scare, huh? What an excellent day for an exorcism. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Hello, welcome to Horror Movie News. My name is Scott. And my name is Mark. And we've just come off the back of recording with Chunky Larry, so I'm slightly pissed. And um... He is the <laughs> ultimate daddy cool, isn't he? When he was He's... talking in that, I was like, daddy... Daddy cool. <laughs> he, he is such a cool guy. And he's like, it, no one saw it, but like his setup. So like me and Mark have got our setup and we've got our horror stuff behind us. Larry's got like green mood lighting and he's smoking a cigarette. It's so, he's such a cool guy. It's like I, a fucking jazz club way. I was watching him. I was like, this guy, honestly. <laughs> it's so, so cool. So cool. Um, but if you haven't, if you're at news now and you've not listened to our main show, go and listen to that as well. It's a horror movie review. It's you run podcast, horror movie review. And well, kind of, it's very self-explanatory. We review horror movies with guests. This week we had a very cool one. Um, this week though is news and we're going to try and stick to news and not go into politics, flamethrowers, Donald Trump, Elon Musk. Um, yeah, we're going to try and stay on track. Hey, we <laughs> try. <laughs> I, I don't want to make promises I'm going to break. I mean, technically, we are a news show, so it wasn't that out of character for us. <laughs> no, I suppose. <laughs> uh, what have you got for news this week? Because I am literally come completely unequipped. I've come with a beer. Does that help? That's usually my job. Yeah, <laughs> we're trading. It's, fair, it's quite good that I'm actually prepared this week, then, isn't it? Because I do have a fair few things to discuss. I'm uh, sorry. One of them you, being that the... I'm going to stop you a second because you just turned it. You went. Really? Yeah, you, you, your signal obviously dipped out. You turned into a weird robot. Uh, Are you sure that wasn't your end, man? Because I found it crystal clear here where I am. Well, no, I'm blaming you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this plays back in, in actual audio and I sound perfect and it's just you. <laughs> um, no, so I've actually come quite prepared this week. I do have a fair few various topics I'd like to discuss for news. Um, the first one being the It prequel, Welcome to Derry, has found its showrunners um, for HBO Max. And that is John Fuse. I hope I'm saying that right. And that's um, the guy from Wonder Woman and Ice Age Continental Drift, which is a weird contrast. And Brad Caleb Kane from Black Sails and Fringe. I haven't seen Fringe, but I've heard this is a proper mega science fiction show. I liked Fringe was a revamp of the X-Files, basically. You had a... uh, It's it's really hard to explain. You had a, a crazy scientist guy and his son and a woman and they kind of do I don't know, it was like every week was a different adventure, they go into different dimensions and monsters like and like stuff. That. I like a it, it was good. week kind of thing. Yeah, it was, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed Fringe, I think I tapped out on season three, I think where it just got to a point where there's like doppelgangers of them in like multiverse style world and I was like, oh, I'm done with this, I'm bored now. I mean, where are you at with the it prequel? Are you happy that they're doing this? Are you do you would you just prefer chapter three? I don't, I, is it, it room for continuation with the film? It depends on how they frame what I want them. So, 
it returns every 27 years. Now, I don't want them to go back 27 years from the first movie. I want them to go back four times that. Well, they're going to have to give it scope for seasons, aren't they? Obviously, yeah. So, so they're, I, gonna, they're I not want... just going to go back one twenty-seven period and then have them no. and keep going back on themselves. So I imagine this will be like a massive period piece set in uh, like. And that's what I want. If we get a period piece where it's even if it's when Pennywise first arrives before he takes the clown form and he's using a different, I'm fully on board for that. So what 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 would you does it specify in the books when his first arrival is? Is it the twenties, the forties, the sixties? I mean, not the really. Set in the... They kind of they kind of touch on various different times in history that he's come back. Um, they do pinpoint when he first arrived, but I can't remember when it was. So they pinpoint when like records started recording all of the deaths. All right, okay. But I can't remember what time period that was. I think it was like the twenties, the tens, something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm on board for the prequel series. I think there's a lot of scope there, but I'm ju- I'm just not a fan of horror series. I am, and I do. I just don't dedicate myself enough time to them these days, unfortunately, because I watch so much film content. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, they tried it with the I can't remember what the series was with the Stephen King multiverse thing. Um, oh, um, uh, yeah, where they had. Bits of misery, bits of this, bits of yeah. that. Yeah, which was okay. I can't remember. I think that's the kind of thing we'd likely experience with Welcome to Derry. I think it's going to be the main focus of being an it prequel, but with it being set in Derry, I think you're going to see characters introduced that are part of the Kingverse. Yeah, I I'll, I'll go for that. But again, it's I, I like to be able to watch something start to finish and then walk away from it. And like when, for example, Stranger Things, when Stranger Things comes out, they give me all the episodes. I sit and binge it for two days. It's done. I yeah. put it to bed till the next series. If they do that with it, I'll be happy. If they go, there's season one, there's 12, 15, 20, whatever episodes are going to give us. I'll binge that and then I'll move on and wait for series two. If they feed it to me like they feed The Walking Dead on Disney. One episode. Now, wait a week. One episode. I, can't, I just can't do it. No. And that's the same thing I've had with the Lord of the Rings, the new Lord of the Rings TV series, Ring of Power. I am a massive Lord of the Rings fan, and I haven't watched a single episode of that show, and I was itching for it to come out. I remember the build-up to it and being like, this is going to be awesome. And then it was announced that it was going to be a weekly thing, and then it's like, oh, well, I can't just watch one episode because it'll piss me off having to wait a week to then watch the second episode. So what I'll do is I'll I'll give it a couple of weeks, and then once I've got like a back catalogue of like three or four episodes, I'll maybe dive in. The show's completely finished now. The first season fully aired, and it has been for like four or five weeks now. And I still haven't dipped my toe in it. And I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time now to sit down and dedicate myself. Are to, you, are you, are to you trying to angle to get some time off of the show? It ain't happening. <laughs> no, no, all. But that's the thing. Like when it comes to TV series and stuff, now you'd you'd sit in there for. I mean, this is uh, the, the what most of them now are 45, 50 minute episodes. Yeah. You're talking 10, 12 episodes a season, roughly, unless you're going for a major scope and you're talking a 24 season arc, which some some shows are. Yeah. That's a lot of hours, man. That's a lot of films I could watch in that time. I could watch like eight, nine films in a, in a seven, eight episode TV yeah. series. And it's like, what? I don't know. I don't know. I, I was... I never used to watch horror films. I used to literally just watch horror TV series. I used to dive in and get well 
well stuck into a CV, TV series as opposed to watching a film. I prefer to have the time. But now, a married man with kids and not having the time to dedicate to stuff like that, like I'd prefer to just have a film where I can watch an hour and a half and get wrapped up my story start to finish. Yeah, and I'll be surprised if Welcome to Derry does well, I'm pretty sure that will lead us into It Chapter 3. I'm sure it will. Is King writing it chapter three now as we speak? Apparently he is, isn't he? King's been writing it chapter three. Well, King's been writing it too, because it it is a book that contains chapter one and chapter two is one book. It's not two separate books. Um, he's been writing a sequel to it since he wrote it. So I'm not going to hold my breath for it any time in the immediate future. No. No. So well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I do have one piece of news this week which delighted me. Um, James Wan has pulled the plug on the Crooked Man movie. Oh, I didn't even know that was still a thing. Yeah, so he's going to do the Crooked Man, which is a character from The Conjuring Two, and he pulled. Oh the plug, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he pulled the plug on that completely. Um, said the Crooked Man will make an appearance at some point, but he's not giving it, not getting his own dedicated movie now. No, to be honest with you, I'm not really a massive James Wan fan. I, I, he's got some talent, don't get me wrong, as a horror director, and he does some pretty decent stuff. But when people announce his, oh, it's a new James Wan film, I'm not one of those people who gets awfully excited by it. Do, do you know what I do? When they go, oh, James Wan's doing a new movie, I go, oh. <laughs> I, I do that with Jordan Peele these days. I, I, honestly, I, I've got very... James Wan, for me, is like the epitome of everything that is wrong with horror. Cheap jump scares glossed over with a big CGI finish and a big cast. I just, he hasn't yeah. done anything that I could say. I, I enjoyed the country, the first country, everything else in the country universe. I hate, yeah, I, I hate like the first Saw film, that was all I, right, but again, I don't like anything past the first one. No, again, I, um, I dislike Saw, even malignant. He one. did malignant, did he? Yeah, dinosaur, fucking shit. Di- dinosaur, dinosaur on the back. Yeah, I fucking hated that film. It was stupid. Uh, he's doing Megan, which, oh, I have got another piece of news. Uh, you know Megan? Um, M3GAN, the AI robot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it went for its certification. It got the high, scary rating of a PG-13. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Then I, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm sure I will watch it, but I won't be going out of my way to go to the cinema and watch it. If it's on a streaming service for free, I will maybe dedicate a little bit of my time to it, but that's about it. Yeah, it's, it's got a PG-13. Um, just so the listeners know, I've never said this before, there's, there's activity. So Mark's re- not recording in his uh, recording studio today. Uh, Mark's <laughs> recording in his house, and his wife has obviously just come in and is milling around behind him, and Mark's trying to make efforts to ignore that she's there. It's, it's very entertaining to watch. Yeah, she's just come home. She's been on a night out this evening with the girls, so she's just got back in now. So she's milling about in the background somewhere. Yeah. It, it's For me, it's very entertaining because you're very aware and you're watching me and <laughs> you keep, like, turning your head, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's very, very entertaining. Uh, what other news have you got? Um, so, in other news, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer TV series, has been announced that he's getting two more seasons. Um, each season is going to be an anthology season, so they're going to focus heavily on individual serial killers throughout the years. So, I'm not too sure. Nothing's been announced regarding what 
each series is going to be. They haven't said that it's going to be a Bundy, uh, a Gacy or anything like that. They've just sort of announced that there is going to be two more seasons. But we spoke earlier off air and you mentioned to me that there was talks of maybe Evan yeah. Peters coming back to be the anthology sort of lead, similar to yeah, American so, Horror Story. Yeah, so they're talking, apparently he's in talks to come back and I don't know whether he's in talks to come back and play the next serial killer. But I think it's been a disappointment for him not to be. I I would quite like him to come back and play another. Let we know he's a phenomenal actor. Let's bring him back and let him play one of the family members, or let him play a victim. Let's get the other scope of range that he's got in his acting ability. I would just love it to be Evan Peters every season as a main guy. I think. Yeah. I mean, give him Bundy, give him Gacy under heavy prosthetics. You know, Jack the Ripper kind of thing. Yeah, and then do a period season on Jack the Ripper. Yeah, something like that would work brilliantly. Give him a BTK, you know, like just, but just have it be Evan Peters every single season. I think the Zodiac really Killer. Well. It, it, could, it could go on forever, but yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be. And that's similar to what they did with Mindhunter. Mindhunter was fantastic. I really, really like Mindhunter. Very, very good TV series. David Fincher, I think that, but that uh, season three was the last one. I think it was in season two. I can't remember how many seasons. I've seen them all, but I can't remember whether it's two or three seasons. But that got sort of backbounded by Netflix. Um, yeah. There is talks of it coming back, and I hope it does, because um, Mind, Mindhunter is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed that. I did enjoy that. Um, what else have you got? Because I literally am, I am bone dry on news this week. Uh, I want to talk about Christmas Bloody Christmas. Have you seen the trailer for this? Uh, is that the one with the hopper from Stranger no. Things? No, that's Violent, I think that's Violent Night. Violent Night. That was great. Though. That's that I like, want to see. That's like the diehard of. Yeah, it's 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 John McClane, but he's Santa. I definitely yeah. want to see that. It looks amazing. It really, really does. Move um, forward. An adult but... needs to give their consent again. To do that, I've sent some information to their phone. That's creepy. I'm just going <laughs> to mute Violet. Alex just told me to do that. An adult needs to give its consent again. Um, I've sent an email to an adult's phone. That is the weirdest thing I think I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> that, that, that actually made... Did you see me jump? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was weird. Alexis uh, are crazy, mate. You to, need to unplug that shit. To, to give a bit of context, I'm everyone in my house is now asleep and I'm recording in a dark corner of my room. All the lights are off apart from my computer screen. And Alexa just chiped in. If I <laughs> that was weird. Very, uh, very weird. <laughs> I, 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 have you got an Alexa? I have multiple Alexas, yeah. I have so, like one in the kitchen, I have one in my office, I have one upstairs. But yeah, they're weird, man. We, so me and my I wife was a... talking before. What was we talking about? We was talking about something and then it just all of a sudden like chimed in and been like, give us a warning for like slagging her off, basically. Really? Literally like get kicked off and was like, uh, um, I can't even remember. I can't remember. Oh, uh, my wife said, well, what did it say? Things for us to buy that we've been talking about, and then she just piped up, and Alexa actually just said to us, "Be careful what you say about me." And yeah, shit ourselves. So we were wow. basically talking and being like, "Oh yeah," like basically conspiracy talking and being like, "Alexa's watching us," and Alexa piped up and was like, "Be careful what you say about us in our kitchen," and we was like, 
okay, it's time for these to go now. <laughs> wow. Do you know that i done a video on this ages ago. Did you know Alexa's got a horror mode? No. Did you not? So no. sit down with your Alexa and say to your Alexa, Alexa, let's get spooky. Right. You will lose yourself in a rabbit hole of horror games and stuff for hours. Excellent. I'm going to try that tomorrow. Like hours. There's, there's like... There's Ghost Hunter where it makes a beep as ghosts get closer to you and then it, it gives you like this death-curdling, horrible scream when a ghost gets you. <laughs> That's and it's, it's got like movie trivia games on there and all sorts. But yeah, Alexa's got a horror mode that you can unlock. Oh, I need to try that. Definitely need to try that. But um, we digress again. And, uh, well, not not our fault. Fucking some inconsiderate <laughs> AI chiped into our episode. What the fuck? <laughs> Well, speaking of crazy AI, that couldn't have timed itself any better. And if anybody was thinking otherwise, this isn't scripted. No. <laughs> Christmas Bloody Christmas is about a fucking AWOL AI. It is about a spooky little crazy... It's basically a Terminator Santa. So this, it, it, it's like an AI Santa Claus thing that they put in shop fronts that people like it moves and senses and greets people like ho 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 when kids walk past it and stuff and it basically just loses its mind and goes on a massive killing spree at Christmas That's I wasn't cool. off, I wasn't awfully fussed about this film when I saw the announcement I thought it's just another generic straight to DVD streaming sort of bullshit Christmas movie but then I found out that the director is Joe Begg Begos, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's Joe Begos, who has directed Bliss, which is one of my biggest and most amazing finds this year. Bliss is the best vampire film I've ever seen. If you haven't seen Bliss, go check it out. I will keep championing this film until I get it on the show. But you need to go and watch Bliss. But it's directed by the same guy who did Bliss, and he also did VFW, which is like Veterans of Federal War or something like that. I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's, it's got the guy from... Um, Oh, what's the Don't Breathe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't believe it. I know who you mean. Thingy Lang. Thingy Lang yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He was in that. He was like the main guy. It's like this dystopian punk era thing and like these veterans of war go in this pub and it's wild. It's wild, but it's very like neon electric 80s, similar with Bliss, really. And the trailer came out for this Christmas Blue Christmas and it looks fantastic. It is basically like if the Terminator was dressed up as Santa Claus and had a faulty wiring chip and went nuts with an axe. And it just, it looks phenomenal. I think it's going to be a massive, massive hit this year. And I I really hope everybody gives it the time it deserves. The trailer, honestly, I can't speak highly enough of how excited I am to see this film when it comes out. Do you know when it comes out? I think you would think knowing that I'm championing that much, I would know. But hold on, let me just Google. I think it's... um, Christmas, bloody Christmas, released it. I'm, I don't know if it's straight to see me. Released it 9th of December. That might be a cinematic release. It's definitely this year, but it's got Jeff Daniel Phillips in it. Um, Dora Madison, who was the lead vampire or the lead main character in Bliss, she's also returning to it. It it, it looks amazing. It really, really does. So please, just give it some time if you don't. I, I have seen it popping up all over social media. Everybody else seems to be getting behind it as well. But go and watch the trailer after we've finished here tonight and go and check it out and then message me and let me know what you think. Yeah. I was blown away by, by what I'd seen. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, I, I, I'm all down for anything that's Terminator-wise in a horror movie, especially... I love Christmas horror. There's not enough Christmas horror. 
No, the, the, you know what the thing is with Christmas Horror as well? It's like, it's the perfect season for shit. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. like I don't want a serious Christmas film. I want stupid Jack Frost kind of horror at Christmas. That's what I want. It's a perfect time of the year to get silly and have... I, I'm like, going my... to say it now. Scream Mr. Trick. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Mr. Trick. All these horror movies that have had reboots... How on earth have they not taken the decision to make one of them happen at Christmas? This is what I mean, because it's such a selling point as well, because people would watch it exactly the same way they watch Halloween every year. Yeah. It's Halloween season now, we're going to watch Halloween. Yeah. Oh, it's... Stop trying to market it around spooky season, try and market it around other markets, such as Christmas or Valentine's Day. Although we've had films that are filmed around Valentine's Day, but if we actually had a dedicated... We need a new Christmas horror film. I know yeah. we had that stupid black Christmas horror film that was like the workest bullshit that came out last year or the year before. I can't really remember. Yeah, but, but if you think if they went with, let's say they'd done Scream 6 and Scream 6 was set in Woodsboro at Christmas and it was all snowy. And Ghostface con- was white rather than black. Yeah, and Ghostface, the contrast of the red blood on the white snow. Oh, Christmas music playing in the background as he massacres Gale Weathers. A hundred percent. Even if the plot and the story is bad, that movie is doing well. Yeah, easy, easy. And that's the thing. Christmas is such a good market for horror films. And, and, and I feel like it's a market that people aren't focusing on. Enough. The one that I found last year, I'd never seen it before. It was called Better Watch Out. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Amazing. It's basically like an adult version of Home Alone at Christmas. So okay. good. So good. Um, I think actually Angels asked me to go on her show and do it, do it for... For Christmas, I need to book a recording day, so actually for that. That's just reminded me. I'm yeah, sorry, Angel. I, I, you know how unorganised I can be. Yeah, well, Angel, Angel nudged me when she spoke to me and we booked in our recording for our next set of remakes. She's like, don't forget Mark needs to give me a date. I know I'm sounding really mum-like now, but can you give him a nudge for me? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I, I need the nudge. I will get it sorted, I promise. I will let you know what day I can record and we will get that booked in because we're going to do Better Watch Out. It's amazing. So go and check that out as well. That's another strong recommendation for me if you haven't seen Better Watch Out. And if you want my my Christmas recommendation, they're the same every year. It's Gremlins 1, followed straight away for New Year's by Gremlins 2. (sighs) Gremlins 2 is fucking awful. You really need to let that shit go. Never going to let it go. It's the the perfect example of what happens if you give a production crew too much alcohol and cocaine. It is literally a cocaine-fueled production. Yeah, and advertising central. It's every you blink, and it's another advertising campaign for some other company that's invested in the film. There's another podcast that I listened to, and they played a game where they all tried to count the adverts in Gremlins Two, and then all gave their totals at the end of the show. Um, it's three hundred and something. Wow! It's like literally. Like, uh, how much money did they make from advertisers? Being Gremlins 1, being so successful, turning around to Pepsi and going, do you want 30 seconds of time in Gremlins 2? Pepsi went, yes, please, where do we sign? Do you want to know how much it is? No, not really, just where do I sign? Because I know millions of, of people are going to see it for the next 30 years. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get in on that. And you've got, like, Krispy Kreme and, like, everything's got adverts in that movie. Yeah, everything, literally everything. It is an advert. It is a full-on advert for an hour and a half. That's great. Brilliant. No, man, it's annoying. It's really annoying. Really, really annoying when you watch it now. And if you're going to go away from Gremlins, I would say a Christmas horror story um, for the one where you get the elves attacking Santa, zombie elves. 
that is my Christmas go-to every year. That is my number one Christmas horror film. It's the perfect... I love anthology films anyway. Something about anthology films that I really sort of just digest well. Like, I can sit and watch... The, the segments each individual I mean granted with every anthology you always get your bullshit story in there somewhere I can't remember which one's probably the worst one of that it's probably the young little kid who gets sucked into the Christmas tree into the yeah. tree in the forest that's probably the weakest of that but overall you've got Santa fighting Krampus and his arc also features zombie elves which yeah. he just kicks around his workshop it, it's <laughs> incredible it really is incredible Yeah, yeah I, I love that film so much we need more Christmas horrors. If anyone who makes horror movies is listening, we need more. I'm making a horror movie. Do I you prefer... should have made a Christmas horror That Do would I have been pre- hard to film, though, because you would have had to film that. If we live in the UK. We don't get enough snow to be able to justify no. it being a Christmas film. You'd Do have I... to go on holiday to film it. Do I push it back to a Christmas release? Do I go away from my October release and push it back by two months? Not really, no, because you've already filmed it now. I have, but I could quite happily do some reshoots. I've got reshoots to do anyway. I have you? Um, yeah, I've got, uh, there's a couple of scenes where I've got, without giving anything away, I've got some visual effects. Um, visual effects, when I filmed it on the screen, I'm filming it on, look great. When I put them on a big screen, I was like, oh, no. You know I'm an effects guy as well, mate, and I will pull it apart if it looks bad. So I've got, there's three what I say big effects, big effects for me with no budget. Um, there's three big effects in there. Two of them look great. And one of them, I just, I, I'm going to have to reshoot it about 10 times to get it right. It's really, yeah, it involves, it involves actual prosthetics and proper work. Oh, that's it, awesome though. Yeah. yeah. You'd be real close book with me about this as well. Like just so everyone's aware, I know me and Scott talk all the time. I know nothing about this film. I know nothing about its story, its plot. I'm following it along just as much as you guys are. I don't know anything. Yeah, so I've it, it's gone through some changes as well. So the, the original story idea I decided was too dark and put me in a very tricky place where I think it would probably have got removed from wherever I put it. So it's had a bit of a rework and a redesign, and it's yeah, it's it's very very interesting. It's I don't know, I don't know the best way to describe it. I don't want to big it up too much in case it's awful. <laughs> uh, um, but it's it's basically this. I will give a bit of the plot away. So this is your plot spoilers. Um, there is your main character who is me, and I'm filming a documentary on the local witches. Uh, which are a real thing around here. There are local witches. There's a witch's town. There's a witch's coven. Um, And on the back of that, I start investigating a rumour of a witch that roams the woods. And there's lots of references to various other horror movies in there. um, But it is not what you expect. At no point in this are you getting a Blair Witch style movie you're not getting a creep style movie. I'm making a found footage that I promise you, you've never seen anything like it before. That's fact. I hope for your sake you're right, because you have given us a lot of expectations now. And not only that, but considering we sit here and criticise everybody for everything they do every week, Mm. 
But us I, to then go out and share our, our own content. So I, <laughs> I, I far would lose all credibility for everything so we stand for. When I when I do release it, I am gonna do the podcast circuit with my own movie. So I am gonna go on other people's shows to advertise and promote and let other people review it. I'm not gonna have it on our show. <laughs> oh no, come on, man, we have to. We get no, no, perfect no. insight if you do on our show. I, I tell you where else it will get a, a review is I will let MW Horror Reviews review it for his page. Oh, I will review it on my page for you. <laughs> Half a star. Do not recommend. <laughs> the lead actor felt very wooden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't find the lead actor believable. The thing is that I've, I've done, I'm not a great actor which works really well because I'm doing something that I would do for the show. So I'm just being me. Yeah. But anyone yeah. who, anyone who listens to any of the shows or watches me on YouTube, that's exactly what you're getting. You're getting that. And then you're getting me being very, very terrified at points. And yeah. I think it's the authenticity that comes with it though, isn't it? If you're being yourself, it's, it's easier to, to sort of manage yeah, and one more spoiler. The cast list originally was four people. The cast list has almost quadrupled from the original really? script. Yeah, there there is a proper cast and I've got proper people who have proper roles and do stuff. So, yeah, it's it's an experience. And I've got reshoots. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I am excited yeah, to see it. I, I'm nervous. Uh, like... About as nervous as when I first put the podcast out, I was like, "Is anyone going to like this? Is anyone gonna, <laughs> is anyone going to listen?" And then I got like a couple of listeners. I was like, over the moon, and that was great. But now I'm doing this. I've already got a big bulk of people who know who I am, and yeah. will naturally gravitate towards this and watch it. And then if it's bad. <laughs> No pressure, man. No the pressure. Pre- the pr- I feel the pressure. I really, really do. I, I I'd love it to do. I'd love it to do well. I'd love it to. Uh, I'm not being funny. If it gets 200 views on YouTube, I'll be over the moon. I think you'll be all right, man. We have a strong fan base. Everybody loves us. I'm sure. I'm sure people will take the time to sit and and give it the attention it deserves. And who knows? Who knows? This might springboard the back of some excellent success for the show. <laughs> Could you imagine and financial success? <laughs> could you imagine you find out twenty twenty four the um, one of the headlines for for love of horror is me? The next paranormal activity. Uh, no, they had more money than I did. Oh well, <laughs> you could still make the same amount of money as they did. I, I, I'd settle if I made a tenner. If I made back what I spent on it, I'll be happy. Anyway, <laughs> we, we go way but that's transition, Yeah, but that's transitioning quite nicely into my next little bit of news and my final bit of news, really. Um, you're talking about content creators branching out and making their own things, such as us doing the podcast and you making your own movie. Um, those of you who are very involved in the horror community will know who Lee McCoy is <clears throat> from Drum Gums on YouTube. He's recently just made his own documentary film about the Halloween series. Basically, it's called Halloween Beginning to Ends. Um, and he starts off with, obviously, the 1978 Halloween and works his way through two, three, four, five, six, all the way right through to Halloween Ends. Currently, giving information, 
interviews and stuff like that. These are not interviews that he himself has taken. These are just sort of snippets of interviews throughout time with cast, crews and directors. It's really, really good. It's really good. And it's only an hour long. So, like, obviously, as you can imagine, there's maybe sort of seven minutes dedicated to each film. Yeah. So you're not watching... For somebody, considering the timelines and all the complications that excuse me, that go along with the Halloween franchise. It's a perfect introduction documentary to somebody. If you were, if somebody who had never seen the Halloween franchise before, but had sort of dived into like Halloween 5 and was like, what the fuck's going on? You could watch this documentary and it would basically put you on the right path for everything else. It's like a sort of seven-minute snippet into each film. It's really, really insightful, really, really good. It doesn't focus too heavily on each individual film. It's a really enjoyable watch. So if you don't follow Lee McCoy on YouTube, then I strongly recommend you do. It's uh, Drum Dums, I believe, is, is his hashtag or his handle or whatever it is on YouTube. You can find him on there. Um, and go and check out. He, he does movie reviews similar to what me and Scott do. We talk shit about films. He does exactly the same thing on YouTube, the same way that you run podcasters on their YouTube channel. Um, but as I say, he's just made this Halloween documentary, which I think deserves a lot of recognition. He's clearly dedicated a lot of time and effort into it, and, and I feel like more people should should watch it and see it. I really enjoyed it. I watched it the other night, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, it feels like it's made for the fans, you know, okay. if that makes sense. It feels yeah. like it's made for us. Well, I'll, um, I'll go and give that a watch, because that sounds interesting yeah, to me. I'll be interested to get his take on some of the movies, because I've watched a couple of his videos. He's, he's, he's good. I like him. I, I'm a big fan. I really like him. He's one of the first sort of horror YouTubers I sort of got into back in the day, him along with Cody Leach. Um, so, yeah, which, so check Which one out. was it you accosted at for Love of Horror? Oh, that's Wolfman's Gone Nads. <laughs> that was embarrassing, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> that was really embarrassing. So, we met the guy who runs the Wolfman's Gone Nads um, YouTube channel. And me, right, my when, you say, when you say we, uh, yeah, you. no, this was all solely my endeavor on my own. Um, I was extremely drunk by this point, um, and I'd bumped into him. And I, I don't know why, but I was like, Oh, you're Dave McRae. Dave McRae is a Canadian YouTuber, he does horror films, but he's Canadian. And I don't know why, but I got the two completely confused. But I, I really like Wolfman's Got Nads, I watch his channel all the time. Uh, and I was adamant it was Dave McRae. So I went over to the guy. I was like, oh, yo, dude, you're, you're Dave McRae. You're awesome. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not Dave McRae. In his Scottish voice. I can't do the Scottish <laughs> accent, so I'm not even going to try. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, nah. I was like, mate, you're winding me up. I, I know you. I know who you are. I watch your videos all the time. You're Dave McRae. He's like, no, Dave McRae is a Canadian. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right, man. Nice one. Yeah, all right. You want to you wanna remain unknown and all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everyone knows, for, for me and Elise, watching this play out at a distance was fabulous. Yeah, you guys thought it was hilarious. So it turns out, anyway, this guy's called Barry, and he's got the YouTube channel Wolf has got that. And I knew his name was Barry because I watch his videos every week. But I don't know why. I just got a complete mind blanket for love of horror when I met him. And I was like, oh, you're Dave McCray. It was very <laughs> funny. You know when you see that drunk guy in a bar? No, 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 no. Listen to me. I don't care what you're telling me. <laughs> I know for a fact that was Bart. It was fabulous. Yeah, and he was very humble and he was very great about it. And uh, he even messaged me afterwards after I'd got home. Was like, "Hey, mate, 
I'm going to put this YouTube video out and like, I'm going to talk about how funny it was meeting you and stuff like that. And you calling me Dave McCrew. I was like, yeah, man, go ahead. That's uh, has he put that video out yet? <laughs> he has, yeah. It's on his channel. You can go and check that of him talking about how drunk I was at the love. That, that's he was great. He was, he was really, really funny about it. And he was great. And he was like, look, dude. <laughs> when, when we release this episode in the, in our story on Instagram, if you don't follow us on Instagram, go and follow us at you run podcast. I'm going to put the link to that episode in there as well. So you can also watch the other side of the story of drunken Mark arriving and, and declaring he was someone else. <laughs> he thought it was great. He found it hilarious. So oh, <laughs> everybody else did as well, but he was, he was great about it. But yeah, like I said, go check him out. Wolfman's got nads as well as drum dums and uh, go to leech while you're at it. There's free solid YouTube accounts to recommend for you. Yeah, and, and the Urim podcast of the week on it, and the Urim podcast as well. And yeah. I do recommend an account of the week on here. So, yeah, <laughs> again, check, check out the Urim podcast because what we've got out at the moment is our new Hellraiser review, um, and we've also got Terrifier Two Explained. I still haven't watched that Terrifier Two Explained video. I need to get in on that because um, where I tell you a lot of justifying to do. <laughs> yeah, I I explain the creepy clown cafe. I explain why everybody glows. I explain what art the clown is. I have a stab at explaining what mini art is, but she's a little bit of an enigma. Uh, and I give my predictions for Terrify 3. Um, I'm waiting for Damien Leone to either confirm my theories or just shoot me down in flames. Either one I'll be happy with. Yeah, uh, I hope he gets in touch. I hope he responds and tells you his thoughts and theories and where he's going to go. But do you know what? I genuinely don't think he has a fucking clue. I would be very surprised if he has a plan. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if he has a plan with this. You need to watch the video because I think he has got a plan because I referenced stuff from Terrifier 2 that is in Terrifier 1 that we missed because we weren't looking at it as a supernatural killer. No, man, not a chance. I think he's just... Right flying, as he goes. Flying by the seat of his pants. Pretty much, yeah, and whatever's convenient for him at the time. I'd you be surprised he... if he has an overall endgame with his character. You think he's doing a Gordon Green? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> he's doing a lot better fucking job than Green is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, I'm going to say thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure you go and catch our main show, YouTube. Make sure you go and catch True Crime. Make sure you go and follow Mark at MW Horror Reviews at MW underscore horror underscore reviews. I remember it ever since your wife corrected you and me. <laughs> Please, someone's paying attention. Uh, exactly that. Um, go and follow all those accounts. Go and spend some time. Give us a like. Give us a review. You can review our show here as well. Um, I know we're only a new show, but click five stars. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mark, can you um, sign us off? What movie quote are you going with this time? Well, no, I haven't come prepared because we're literally straight off the back of the last episode. I know. See if you can pull one from your memory. Um, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> that. I will do better next week, I promise. Okay, cool. Right, we'll catch you all later. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Sometimes. Look at me, Damien! <laughs> Sorry, bloody I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a type of one good scare, huh? What an excellent day for an exorcism. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. 
I'm afraid I can't do that. 